Welcome to the Nerdy Point of View Podcast. It's a podcast that's here for you to listen to. So go you. You know what? You're a winner. You know why you're a winner? Because you're here with us. And you can't see him, but Lamar so desperately <laughs> wants to die of laughter. So it's the perfect time to introduce one of my co-hosts, Lamar Harris. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nerdy Point of View Podcast. <laughs> you will never know why that's funny to me. And, uh, <laughs> gonna be an inside joke forever and ever it's gonna be many world wars before i tell you why that joke's funny <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> now that i've alienated our entire audience <laughs> that quiet oh my god you heard in the back was our other co-host carrie penalosa you said help <laughs> no i'm happy to be here um, already this is going to be an interesting episode, I can tell. They generally are. Uh, put the three of us in a room, and, uh, well, this is this is what you get, so. Well, I, I don't know. We put me and Lamar in a room, but you weren't there, so, when, the Comic-Con. Oh, com- yeah, right. Was that Comic-Con? No, it was a, it was a convention. Or, I don't think a, it was Comic-Con. Whatever it was called. Anime Kanji. That's it, yeah. We this had a lot of fun. It was yeah. nice, innocent wholesome good christian i mean Jewish um, fun. i had to work so <laughs> i had to, i got to miss out we sent carrie back broken <laughs> i mean well i left there about like five or six in the morning something like that yeah something like that i was playing the pokemon trading card game until like 4 a.m and finally i was like you know what she'll either find her way home or she won't <laughs> i didn't need to we were um yeah, we were just room hopping, meeting all the interesting people because this was my first cosplay experience. So, our, our uh, well, con experience in general. So, that was interesting. Oh, that was. Get you guys to anime Los Angeles. I really, year. yeah, I really want to go. Four days of like whatever you thought you saw there. That is a baby. That is a baby compared to anime Los Angeles. And then anime Los Angeles is less than half the size of anime expo i mean the night's kind of all well, parts of it's a little bit of a blur but <laughs> i do remember at one point this guy with his snail it was at one of the room parties do you remember yes yes <laughs> yeah, like this guy just had a snail and he really wanted me to pet it and I'm like, I don't know if this is some innuendo for something, but no, he had a snail. Nope. Um, Just a snail. Yeah. And I can't remember. Ted, he named it something, but Ted or... did the snail. Uh, it's the only room that had food, and so we tried to get yeah. food and alcohol. And it, I mean, and by uh, libations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and alcohol. Wait, no, I mean... Good luck, future Brian. Uh, oh, editing man. this show is going to be a fucking treat. <laughs> Anyway. This was just our introductions. Yeah, we're, we haven't just yeah. started. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the topic. No. Maybe we'll actually get to the topic today. I don't know. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Would you kindly? Oh, is that is that going to be your your choice there? Is that your series? No, I haven't played that series, and I'm very sad about that. Wow. But I have to. I have. That's a whole other topic within itself of why I have difficulty playing old games and stuff like that well you know what that actually we should put a pin in that and dive in at some point but for now 
let's talk about games we've actually played because you know it's it's a new year um and there's a lot that's going to be happening in 2020 for video games we're getting two new consoles uh, playstation 5 and xbox series x because fuck naming conventions microsoft does whatever the fuck they want um we're probably also getting like a switch pro or something like that i I heard some rumors about so why (laughs) i don't know it's fine as is this the switch is a great console um, I like the switch. Yeah, yeah. I like the switch light. So, okay. Yeah, but anyway. So, in light of all that's going to be happening in gaming, uh, you know, I thought it'd be fun to talk about some of our favorite series in gaming, um, and you know, maybe talk about what we'd like to see from those series in the future, uh, assuming they're still alive and kicking. And even if they're not, you know. So, um, I'm gonna kick it off with. Uh, why don't we why don't we kick it off with carries? I, I want to I'm really interested to hear what your game series of choice. If all other series be damned, what's one series that you would like forever? And what what is it you like about it? This is going to come to no surprise as I've talked about this game in our previous episodes plenty of time. And that's going to be Mass Effect. I'm shocked. Also appalled. <laughs> yeah, you're really not. Um <laughs> No, everyone who knows me knows how much I love this uh, those original trilogy trilogy of the game. Andromeda is something all of its own. I believe um, they call it a low point. Yeah, like I tried, I really tried again to like play it and like it. Um, it just doesn't have the same appeal as the original trilogy does, and not only with the story but the characters uh, that you meet within it. Uh, and how your decisions can affect them. And I don't know, I found that I built more of uh, camaraderie, I guess you could call it, with my squad mates in the original trilogy compared to the people that you are, that are your squad mates in Andromeda. So like, oh my God, like anyone I know who, plays the game has at least one squad mate who they are very passionately loyal to mm-hmm. like for me it was always garris garris is my boy garris will always be my boy that's frogman right no that's thane thane is um I guess oh garris was, garris space, was yeah he's space a sasuke. yeah <laughs> space sasuke <laughs> sure yes that's actually that's perfect um <laughs> Lamar, have you have you played the series at all? Uh, unfortunately, I have not played the series, but like <sighs> most like popular stories, I am kind of aware of what goes on, and I've seen so many uh, videos from clips and stuff that like I understand. It's a very companion based game, as I hear. You kind of like it's like a loadout of who you take into battle with you. They all have their different reasons, and then apparently the storyline trees just go where the fuck ever with them. Um, yeah, you can sleep with damn near everybody. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah, and that's what I loved about the game, though. It, like for me, it was my first experience where the choices I made in the first game had consequences in the third game, and I thought that was just the coolest thing. Uh, and I became so enthralled at. I think I found the series when Mass Effect Three was i think coming out later that year so i played the first two games like so quickly and mm-hmm. i instantly i was just like okay no i need um 
I need to play the third game. And I didn't have the console that the new game was coming out on. So I pretty much had to wait for my best friend uh, at the time to play the game first and swear that he would not tell me how it ended until then I could borrow it and play it myself. And he said that was the hardest secret to keep. Mm. Because he didn't want to show how disappointed he was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... might as well rip the bandaid off that, right? And talk about that. I mean, it's it's been long enough, right? We can talk about the Mass Effect 3 ending. Yeah, I think so. Everyone and their mama talked about the ending when it came out. And so my very first question, as someone who's not played Mass Effect, um, one, is the endings actually that, like, I've heard everything from there's very little difference to there's literally no difference except for the color of the explosion. Very little difference. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there are a couple, like, here and there. It's nothing drastic. It's it's more than just a color palette, although that might be the biggest difference. Woof. That's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking, like, a, like Telltale issues? Because Telltale games, the, the, the core story flares out quite a bit, but it generally comes down to, like... Well, the first couple Telltale, when they got, as they got along, they had very drastic different endings. But uh, you know how Telltale just kind of like flares out and comes back in like an hourglass and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about that type of things where it's like a single granule middle? Pretty much. If I'm understanding what you're saying, I think so. Because um, like every decision that you made throughout the third game pretty much just still results in this one point. Mm. And. That was kind of the one big disappointment for me, aside from the ending in general. Um, like, I still think the ending that they came out with after uh, was better, but it still wasn't what we all had expected out of playing this game for so long. And everything else had such this climax that you did throughout the game. Like, okay, well, you let this happened and this squad mate ended up dying because of that decision that you made, you know, like, so everything had this big climatic ending when then, so you think then, okay, well then the final ending of this game that had all these numerous consequences that you had to just, you know, make the right choices to get exactly what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Surely then this is going to result in something big, you know, like, and that all these decisions are going to lead to different endings, but it didn't. It just, it, you all just end up at the exact same point and uh, like there's little tweaks, I guess, um, if you didn't get the points, but like overall it's the exact same thing and it's anticlimactic compared to the rest of the game in my opinion. Like it was just kind of like, oh, like I even remember like when I, the game ended and the credits were rolling and I'm like, it's not over. Mm. <laughs> oh, like th- there's going to be an after credit scene that makes this better <laughs> and I no it brought me back to the start menu and I think I still sat there staring at the screen for five minutes in denial just like, oh. that's funny see I think I got I got something completely different from it because I don't know I think I always assumed it was just going to have one ending and the reason being is I mean the ending of the first game and the second game were pretty much one ending there was no like huge difference that ends up happening at the very end that could lead the next game into opening in in any different your number of different ways. 
really the only kind of real consequence is, you know, certain teammates who maybe didn't make it from one game to the next. You are bouncing up and down with anticipation. <laughs> I have a counterpoint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mass Effect 2, when it ends, you have to decide whether uh, you destroy the, d- the data or not. Um, that has to do with the Reapers. And pretty much it was the Reapers who were trying to create this human Reaper. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm forgetting names, I know. Um, Silence. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but, you know, so like I remember when I first got to that point, I, I sat there for 10, 15 minutes before I made that decision. Because I'm like, this is going to have repercussions. Like something's going to happen. And because it's a final decision at the end of the game, too. You beat the final boss. OK, what are you going to do with this data now? This is the final decision. And then it comes to Mass Effect 3. And it, it had no bearing at all. That's my point, though. That's exactly you literally just made my point for me. There was no big consequence. It, it seemed like this big choice that ultimately that led to nothing, which is exactly how Mass Effect 3 ends. And so that's why I think going into Mass Effect 3, I'm like, you know what? This is a game where it's about the journey, not about the destination. The destination is never going to be mm. what it is. I wanted it to be, you know, or what a lot of people wanted it to be. And I, I just I guess I didn't. You know, going into it, I didn't expect that there was going to be some, you know, amazing, you know, multiple ending thing, which is kind of funny because there are a lot of games that actually do multiple endings well, including like the Silent Hill games, um, believe it or not. Was there multiple endings? Oh, absolutely. Every game has multiple endings. Oh, wow. Um, So you would. Yeah. yeah, Especially the dog ending. Everyone has a fucking hidden dog ending. Oh, yes. (laughs) The UFOs. (laughs) Um, I'd be mad if I got that by accident. If I, would I got love that goddamn that. I would have hated it. I would have been so triggered. <laughs> <laughs> but to real quick circle it back to the Mass Effect thing. So, you know, the, it's it's not like it was not doable, but I think I, I ended up conditioned from the last two or the first two games to not really expect the game to end that way. But that was kind of my point is like, you didn't know those all came to the same point really until a third, like with that data, you didn't know that was a completely pointless decision until mass effect three up until mass at the end of mass effect two, you still think that th- this is going to end up in different directions. So like, even though it kind of did end at the same point, you still don't know if the path is going to diverge and mass effect three, you kind of had these high expectations of finally seeing what every decision brought you to so you thought and you kind of expected it to be different otherwise why have these differences now like i can appreciate them as through different gameplays knowing what i'm getting into but at the time these were just my expectations you know what i mean like it was I thought that it was just kept building and building. And even though we didn't know at the end of one or two what these decisions were going to result in, you're expecting Mass Effect 3 to, again, have these big reveal of, okay, well, people who made these choices and these choices then end up on this path. And then people who like did the more renegade or whatever, then they ended up on this path. And, yeah, I'm just... It, kind of nitpicking a little bit but i'm just saying like why i was disappointed in mass effect 3 a little bit like the gameplay itself was amazing graphics were great 
Um, I never hear people talk about the goddamn gameplay of Mass Effect. I love it's the always, It's always the story, so I was a little nervous about The story is it's because it's so good that mm-hmm. you can't help but bring it up when the game is mentioned. But the gameplay itself, I find, is very smooth. It's it feels natural. Uh, it takes a little bit of adjusting with the power wheels using your bumpers, but mm-hmm. once you do it for about five minutes, I find you catch on really quickly. Um, yeah, I love I love the gameplay of it. There's only like one mission Brian knows I get really frustrated at because it's one of those stupid timed missions. The worst. I hate time missions. Same. Time missions in um, escort <laughs> escort missions mm-hmm. can both go to hell. Agreed. <laughs> Although Resident Evil 4 is pretty much just one big escort mission. <laughs> no, 4. Which one was 4? Because I forgot. That is the one with the, uh, I got, are they called Ganados? It's it's basically, it. you're Leon Kennedy and you have to escort oh, the president's daughter. Yeah, that's the big Leon one. Okay. Yep. Oh, yep, yep, yep. One Good. big escort mission. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, is it, so, here's the thing. I'm a giant scared cat. So I don't really like playing horror games. Uh, I actually almost didn't finish The Last of Us because they have this one section that is so goddamn scary to me that I like I, I, I had to fight myself through it. But um, technically, The Last of Us is an escort mission game, but yep. Ellie is not useless. Like you're not actually protecting her. Is it the same thing with Resident Evil 4 or if your person you're escorting gets hit, you're fucked? Um. So Heather Graham is the president's daughter in that game, and she is she can't be hit or hurt, but she's certainly not helpful. (laughs) That's almost worse. (laughs) (laughs) She just kind (laughs) of she's kind of there. So so are you saying that the resident are you putting Resident Evil as your series of like as your entry for like series that has like fantastic installments and stuff? Oh, fuck. Yeah. But we'll get to that when it's my turn. Okay. I was just bringing it up because you mentioned escort missions, and I always find it funny that that game is is so highly regarded, but it's basically a giant escort mission. That Last of Us Eco, I think, is also an escort mission. Didn't didn't like it. Uh, I did play it. Oh, um, technically, storyline wise, uh, Beyond Two Souls is nothing but an escort mission. I'm stretching. I admit there's a stretch, but not that much. It, it's a pretty good stretch. I, I felt I felt the muscles burning on that stretch. <laughs> it's a, I mean, if storyline wise, eh, yeah, that was a bit of a stretch, even though I did like that game. I like I like all those games because I'm weird though. So. Nope, me too. I love them. A lot of people hate a lot of people hate David Cage games. I don't know why. Because a lot of people hate David Cage. I mean, I've heard terrible things about him. Me too, but the motherfucker can make a good game, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, the uh, Detroit Beyond Human was fan-fucking-tastic. I actually watched... So I can't play his games twice, but I will YouTube all the endings to see where the flares happened. Um, Yeah, a tangent, tangent, well, get off topic. What do you mean by the flares? <laughs> Sorry, now I'm... So, 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 um, kind of going what Carrie was talking about, Mass Effect, where your choices have different endings. Uh, like, if you want to talk about a game that has different endings based on your choices, Detroit Beyond Human has wild, varying, uh, 
points of storyline where a thing you did four missions back is going to affect what you do three missions forward. And then you could completely lop off a possibility of an ending based on your positions. Like there are multiple endings, multiple that are always affected by something you did earlier. Or if you even, even if something is finding if the first fucking mission you play in Detroit Beyond Human, you have the ability to end it uh, violently if you just find the gun. But it's not like obvious. You could just beeline it to the guy outside to rescue the girl. You can still save him, but it's, a, it's just different ways of doing things. So. Yep, I found the gun in that game. Didn't use it, mm. found it. Uh, I found the gun, but I was able to play it at E3. And so I knew where to find stuff, and I was really exploring the uh, artwork and stuff like that. Because David Cage games, the gameplay is there, but it's not always the best. But it's the artwork, it's the storytelling that really keeps those things going. Yeah. I don't think I've played that game. You really? It's a giant slavery allegory. I'm not gonna lie to you. It is. It absolutely 100 percent is. Uh, it's it's a combination of a slavery allegory and like what makes a human and can you change like there's three characters that you're following and they all have like different parts of this stuff like you literally have like the uh, underground railroad you have the rise up uh fight back kind of a rise of resistance storyline and what's the last one? Oh, you have a slave catcher who is a slave within themselves and mm-hmm. trying to figure out where do you follow your job or do you, it's really it's a really good game. I highly suggest getting it. I think it's super cheap because it's not a replayable game. So no one's like Well it kind of is though if you want to see all the because I know I'm sorry Gary because we are tangenting hard but it's kind of what what the whole point is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But um What's what's cool how they do the choices in, in that game is that when you complete a chapter, it'll show you like all the cho- choices you made yeah. and every place that it could have diverted. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That was dope. That's a brand new for a David Cage game because most of the time they don't show you that stuff. But when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, this is dope. Um, I kind of would like that kind of to bring it back around to Mass Effect. Now that I've seen that in action, I kind of would have loved if like at the end because Telltale kind of does that, too, at the end of uh, each episode. You know, they show you, like, these are the choices you made. These are the choices other people made. But if yeah. if at the end of a Mass Effect game or at the end of a chapter or whatever, it kind of gave you an idea of here's the choices you made. Here's the other choices that could have happened. And even if it doesn't show you what they are, because kind of like Detroit will black out ones that you have no idea what they could have been. Um. You know, just showing you at what point the story could have diverted would be mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah, that would have been neat. I do like that. I do also like that they eventually added in uh, for people who didn't say play the previous versions, that kind of um, comic strip version uh, game. It's kind of like a, a theater mode, but it's like not theater mode. What the hell is it called? Kind of like previously on. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's really similar like that. Yeah, in comic book form and you go through it and you go through the choices, like the major choices that were in the previous game. Mm. And then it carries on all those choices. So then that way you don't have to say go buy a whole new game if you didn't want to. You just do this five minute comic version and. 
So if you like picked up Mass Effect 2 without having a one save file, exactly. they'll go through like a storyline with you. It's like, all right, if this happened, what would you do? Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's like a, a comic book form. So you get these really cool graphics out of it. And um, yeah, so I thought that was a really neat addition. I'm pretty sure that wasn't there when the game first came out. I think that was later on. Uh, they, I mean, they did the choice thing. I don't know about the comic book thing. Um, but the choice thing was definitely there where it, 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 I think it did almost like in quiz form where it was like, you know, Hey, uh, this is the situation. What would you do? And then you answer it and then it just logs it. But I don't think the, cause that would have been the second game. I don't think the second game, uh, did it with like full art or anything like that, which is way, way cooler for three. Oh, hell yeah. I have to say too, like, I'm really excited because uh, I'm on a new game through or gameplay of Mass Effect 3 because I've yet to play the Citadel DLC. Because the what DLC? The Citadel DLC. Oh, okay. It was DLC that they released after uh, they released the new ending of the game, uh, Mass Effect 3. And it was kind of like a, a little farewell to your favorite characters. It's kind of like a little gift to the fans that they made us pay for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like happy birthday. Give us twenty four ninety five, and we'll give you your gift. Pretty much. <laughs> so, oh, EA uh, never change. Oh, I love it. But um, so when this DLC came out, unfortunately, it was about the time my Xbox stopped reading discs. No. Yeah, and um, they don't have a digital version to download uh at the time i don't know if they do now but at the time they didn't and so I, this new dlc is out and i could not get it and i was so sad um and it's been about god i don't want to count the years probably almost has it been a decade since since mass effect 3 probably mass oh, effect 3 there's no freaking way hold on Hold on. It, it may, maybe almost, like eight years. Almost eight years. To, uh, to okay. So yeah, that's things. pretty damn close. That's a long ass time. Yeah. Well, because so, yeah, you think about later. it. Yeah, you think about it. Uh, what PS4 and Xbox One have been out what seven years now? Oh God, yeah. Oh Jesus. And yeah, Mass Effect Three came out more. about one or two years before PlayStation Four and Xbox. So yeah, eight years tracks. Well, you can currently buy Mass Effect Three for about five bucks. <laughs> yeah, oh, if you if you have an Xbox One, it's super economical. You can actually get it a uh, downloadable as well for pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, eight years later, and I finally get to play the Citadel DLC, and I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, wow, you can buy the entire trilogy for twenty bucks. Yeah. For, for you, Carrie, I think I might do that. Do it. Yes. Well, it is very that. good. Uh, and the gameplay does Origin. hold up. Not worth it. <laughs> Wait, what? I have to download Origin. Not worth it. <laughs> oh, oh, for PC. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's kind of worth it. I don't feel like giving my computer cancer, though. But it's Mass Effect. Mass Effect cures cancer. <laughs> I mean... Does it? We're, we're not, not doctors. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Don't take our medical advice. Uh, it is not proven that Mass Effect cures cancer. <laughs> oh, every thought I had in my head after that sentence was terrible. Well, we live we live in a very litigious uh, society, so you know there's going to be one asshole who's be like, 
yeah, well, the nerdy point of view told me that Mass Effect cures cancer. <laughs> and now I'm in stage four. <laughs> no, you know what? It's just your biotic implant. You're just getting used to it. Don't worry. Just wait it out. Stop You're fine. giving medical advice. <laughs> can't wait to the judge. Like, what did you guys think when you said this? And I'm like, I'm surprised I didn't watch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> We, you know, uh, for our first episode on uh, the first day it released, we got a full like ten downloads, which okay, not bad. Not for bad. being on a hiatus for, but a year, yeah, yeah, it's because we're funny. It's well, it's uh, more than the four that I estimated, uh, in the episode. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's I gotta check on this. I'll do that at some point. Um, it's just I gotta get over the whole playing old. Not old games, but almost old games issue I have. All right. Well, um, so if you don't play old games, I guess let's let's find out what series uh, what series interests Lamar. I've 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 been bouncing back and forth of which series I want to talk about uh, because my favorite series of all time is the Assassin's Creed series, even though I can bow my head and say they have fallen off the wayside for a couple of installments, and they found their footing again by changing the game completely. Um, <laughs> no, it's very true. The, the newest Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed in name alone. And, mm-hmm. like, they stopping Assassin's Creed after, like, the the expansions of the second series of Ezio Adatore. Like, one could argue, like, um, the series of Red Hunter Gallon, uh, Connor, uh, the Native American one, was barely stealthy. Black Flag was Assassin's Ugh, Creed by don't name even... only alone. Yeah, uh, it's pirate a pirate game. game, and pirate games are okay. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't. But if I wanted a pirate what? game, I'd buy a pirate game. But you know what? There was not a lot of pirate games back in the time. It was the best pirate game we had at the time. <laughs> So I can't bow my head. It just was not Assassin's Creed. Every mm-hmm. the one with the in England sucked. The one where the faces weren't rendered sucked. But I'm going to throw <laughs> that up to the very fact that they were crazy enough to try to do yearly installments of games like that, which is insanely hard to develop well uh, because you're basically making a baby GTA every year. And you need all those assets to work each time. Um, but Origins and um, what's the last two? It was Origins. Um, it was Origins and Odyssey would be the last. Odyssey, two. yes. Hmm. Uh, where they completely retooled the game. Is my in my opinion, it's it's a completely different game, and it's only following the series by name alone. Uh, I think it's been really cool uh, following what's going on, but. Uh, the number one thing about the Assassin's Creed series is that I really enjoy the story because I've never played a game like this where the story was actually like interesting and it was not spoon fed. It's, it's intricate. It's, there's a book's worth of information in there. Uh, I remember playing the first one after going like, this is nine missions of the same shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like when you wake up as Desmond in, uh, in that hospital room and then all of a sudden you can use eagle vision in real life and you see all these symbols and stuff 
that was probably one of the first games where I'm like, okay, internet, please solve all these questions I have. (laughs) And then the entire Ezio saga was fantastic. Like Ezio Auditore is literally my favorite video game story protagonist, period. And simply because the last game of his arc, he went, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm done. I, I, I did everything I need to do. And he walked away. And he did. And it was fantastic. Because every other hero has to die in a blaze of glory, falling down with the ship, or dying in a major explosion of green, yellow, or red. No. Ezio said, uh, nope, done. Done. And he went to go be a grandpa. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play. Uh, I want to play the fourth game in the uh, Assassin's Creed Two series, where it's just Ezio with a fucking child on his lap, and he's just reading it stories about like all the murders he committed and shit, <laughs> all the horrible oh shit he's done. Uh, actually, there is a there is a cartoon that kind of does that. Uh, it <laughs> introduces Assassin's Creed China's uh, character. I forgot her name. Probably something. Racist. Anyway, um, she comes like, hey, I need your help. He says, fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And then she gets in trouble and he saves her kind of. But then he literally is watching his kids play soccer or some type of game. He sits down on a bench and passes away of old age. Not of damage. Not of like his heart. His heart gave out because he had to do one last. No, he's just like he sat down and he's passed the fuck away and I'm like that is dope because you never hear heroes just survive like <laughs> that um but then the story the storyline goes out the wayside and simply because salespeople is like you can't end the game i have i'm sorry i can rant about Assassin's creed forever but this is i'm going to start letting you guys ask questions in a second <laughs> but i have a theory that Assassin's creed 3 was supposed to be the last game of the series it was supposed to stop there but someone in the sales goes are you out of your goddamn mind we are making hand money hand over fist here you have to extend the shit somehow and they they took away a final choice for you and that's where we fell off the wayside had terrible games but assassin's creed was supposed to be the last in the series and that's the one i say is the last of what is assassin's creed everything else is just more money which they've <laughs> taken hundreds of thousands of dollars from of you for you from you personally hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> i have ordered i've pre i am a big p- person against pre-ordering games um i understand why it happens i understand how it helps smaller creators but major corporations i hate pre-ordering games because that's giving them guaranteed money for a shit product and that's where we get the no face rendering issues. But Assassin's Creed, I free ordered each and every one. The deluxe versions to get the extra 20 bucks so my horse is shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you bought the modern day horse armor. Oh yeah, oh fuck yeah. And what was, what <laughs> yes. was worse is that in Origins, I found the Final Fantasy uh, temple. And I didn't even wear that goddamn horse armor. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy horse armor. Kind of made it look like a chocobo. It's great. <laughs> yes. You, you know what other game series had uh, face rendering issues? Mm. Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> so Mass Effect 2 was the worst, I have to say. Mass no, Effect 3, they cleaned it up. Did that get some. lost with 
rendering issues because that was back when disc were a thing and you cannot update that easy no i'm talking about uh actually andromeda about to say. oh that was horrible yeah <laughs> yeah the fucking horror show oh that came my that. god i remember expecting like i was hesitant already about like what the experience is going to be like but hopeful but like at least i was like well graphically it's going to be quite you know improved and then i remember starting the game and being mm. like is my tv are the settings wrong and i'm like, <laughs> like checking my video settings and changing them and i'm like no oh that's just what they're that's okay what their that's they're doing. yep that's what their face looks like everyone's talking value um so andromeda is that so as i said with assassin's creed i personally believe the core story ended on three would you say andromeda is a part of the core story or is it a continuation or a try of a new resurgence of the series it's a fan fiction Damn. Damn. (laughs) i'm sorry but that's that's my take on it after playing it it just seems like somebody who was a big fan of the show but had about the creative talent of like a 10 year old was like (laughs) just roast him well they're like oh keen you know what i got a great idea that we can ignore all the previous lore that mass effect created they left before the oh. Reapers came. They just fucking left and they don't know what fucking happened. They're looking for a new home. Boom, we got a game, guys. Now we can just make up whatever the fuck we want. Like, And it wasn't good. It, like, at least if like, you're going to come up with new races and species and make it good. So it's the twilight of Mass Effect. <laughs> God, it is. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I am so sorry that happened to you. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> I had three installments of that shit. So, <laughs> but on the bright side, you know, Assassin's Creed did get better. They sure they had to throw out everything that made Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed to do it, but took two years. It took two years to say we're stop. Wait, so we're so sorry. We understand we fucked up. We're wiping our development team. We're taking two years. We'll be back. And they brought us Origins, which was fantastic. Giant. And- I still haven't finished everything again. I'll never finish it. It's, it's too big. It's too big. Um, but you know, I actually, I, I remember when that news came out. When, uh, you know, Ubisoft came out and said, "Yeah, we're not going to have a new Assassin's Creed installment this year. We're really buckling down, and we're really going to make something special." And I thought about that, and I was like, you know, that's that's refreshing to hear from a big company because you know you've got your Activisions. You know, doing Call of Duty every year, and you always could count on your Ubisoft to have Assassin's Creed every year, and all these yearly games. So to have this big publisher say, you know what, we want to make a good game. We know you'll buy it even if it's shit, but we'd like to make something we could be proud of, and then have them come out with uh, Origins and then Odyssey. It's like, yeah, you know what, I can respect the hell out of that. And honestly, Bioware could probably take a page out of that book because. Oof. Hmm. I've always just like out of all the big uh, developers, I've always liked Ubisoft. They've always felt like the Apple of video game developers. Still evil, but trying. Um, well, you know, at least they they funnel money into smaller games, and they allow like uh, God, what was that one? Um, it was like uh, I think it came out on Vita. Ch- was it Child of Light? Was that that was Ubisoft? I believe. Mm. Um. 
don't think, but they do do a shit ton of like, I don't want to say like indie games, but like smaller baby games. Yeah, I mean they 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 funnel that money. They don't just take it just in you know line the pocketbooks and stuff. Yep, they Child do yeah, use it to invest. Game. It was Child of Light. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I just know a stupid amount about video games. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they 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 funnel some of that money into a game like Child of Light, which is a a really good game, and it's a game that would never have gotten made without Ubisoft pulling in all that money from you know their Assassin's Creed titles and shit. But to to take a look at that and say, you know what, we could keep giving you garbage that we know you're gonna buy. You know, me being such a pessimist and all, uh, <laughs> having them look at that and say, you know what, we we'd rather make something good. Uh, it bought a lot of goodwill with me personally. Yep. Yep. But yeah, mine's Assassin's Creed. Uh, but I, I love that storyline. Um, I have another one I was going to talk about, but I don't want to take too too much time. Uh, so, Brian, Brian, what is your pick for a series that is very terrific pl- English that makes you feel the happy? <laughs> um, it's actually another developer that's kind of having a resurgence. Um, it's it's all it's kind of we alluded to it earlier. It's the Resident Evil series. Um, and boy, oh boy, has that series come back with a fucking fiery vengeance. With a Resident Evil 2 remake uh, coming out last year in ni- in 2019, and yeah, your Resident Evils had an issue for a while, didn't they? It did. It it suffered from uh you know Assassin's Creed <laughs> kind of uh, similar issues, uh kind of like with Bioware's thing uh, with Mass Effect, where the core series was kind of done, and then they right. had to figure out how to keep it going. Um, you know, just. Kind of briefly, uh, the first three games coming out on play, uh, original PlayStation, um, I want to say it was, what, 1998 when the six. first one came out? Was it six? Six. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the game takes place in 1998. That's why. So you got a director's cut in 98, but the original release, because I'm, I'm looking these things up as we talk. Um, yeah. 96. I'm just doing it all from memory because lazy. Um, but yeah, so the game takes place in 1998, uh, but originally comes out like you said 1996 um so you get that you get resident evil 2 you get resident evil 3 which were great games you don't get resident evil 0 till till later which was also honestly uh it's an underrated game i i loved how they did with the uh being able to control control two characters with one controller it was a little wonky um but the story and the background was was great um but then you get your like and people are going to shit on me for this, but I wasn't a huge fan of Resident Evil Code Veronica um, on PS2. And it kind of hit a bumpy road with doing like weird light gun, shoot- not light gun shooters, but like kind of like arcadey shooters. Uh, they even a released rail, a, ga- like a rail shooter. Yeah, kind of. It was a God. What was it? Survivor, like Resident Evil Survivor or something <laughs> like that. Starring Ark. A guy named Ark. Mm-hmm, um, okay. They even did a Game Boy colored game called uh, uh, Resident Evil Gaiden, which actually surprisingly it controlled surprisingly well <laughs> for what it was. But ultimately, uh, it all culminates in Resident Evil Four, which vastly different, um, more fast pace, more action. Capcom takes the wrong message from that. Does Resident Evil Five, which is a pure action game, 
uh, Resident Evil 6, which they they tried to compromise by making three different storylines. And then they went away for a while. They're like, you know what? We we hear you. And they do Resident Evil 7. And they do it fully in virtual reality, which is absolutely fucking terrifying. (laughs) But it's a it's a return to the horror roots. And then, you know, you get your Resident Evil 2 remake because it's such a beloved game. Uh, it's a lot of people's favorite in the series. It's certainly my favorite in the series. Um, and now we're getting the Resident Evil 3 remake. Um, but, you know, they did a lot of other shit. You know, the Umbrella Chronicles, which was a light gun game uh, on Wii, uh, which got re-released for PS3. And you can buy it on PS4 or play play it through PS Now. Uh, God, what was the other one? The... Uh, not Umbrella Chronicle. Oh, is the is the kind of like Left 4 Dead kind of fucking mm-hmm. game. They, they've done all sorts of weird experiments with Resident Evil, but when they kept it at its core, it's its best. And the storyline for that has always been just super fascinating to me. This pharmaceutical company that is in your life, whether you realize it or not, you, ha- you have its products in your home. They are only doing that to fund research into eugenics because they're evil as fuck. Just downright based, like the whole reason the company exists is because they are trying to create a race of of just, I mean, listen, they're pretty much Nazis. And I don't just throw that around. That's kind of, I mean, they're doing the same research as fucking Mengele and shit. <laughs> And doing human testing and stuff and just, uh, boy, I, I've been writing an article for BearDenGaming.com uh, about Resident Evil. So I've been doing a lot of research on the history of the Umbrella Corporation and mm. oof, oof. Mm. But, you know, for me, that's that's what makes the game so interesting is such a really compelling uh, antagonist. Um, also, scary games are just great. First thing, you picked one of the oldest goddamn series on our list because apparently your first game apparently came out in 96. Yep. And it's been rocking for like 14 years, not including. So you, the only thing you're missing is apparently they did some mobile games and some pachinko games, which is they, a really well, Pachinko, I don't talk about pachinko. Um, mobile games, yeah, they did uh, Revelations and Revelations 2 that were on the 3DS. I believe, uh, and they got ported to uh, newer consoles. I actually have them on PS4. They're actually really, really, really good, uh, surprisingly, because they were kind of in that weird era when they were doing weirder uh, Resident Evil experimental games. Yep. Um, but they they felt more like mainline in the series kind of games. Um, special shout out to um, fuck, what was it called? It was the it was on PS2. It was the first Resident Evil multiplayer game. And it's escaping my mind. Uh, wasn't survivor was it i have no i think it was survivor but it was there was no voice chat and it was playstation 2 online um multiplayer so when you had that network adapter that you had to have in the back of it and the only way you could communicate was with fucking like d-pad fucking like yes go there (laughs) thank you oh like that shit you get like a portal 2 yeah yeah uh that's legit um, you said something that is absolutely terrifying. Did you say that Resident Evil 7 was VR? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That crazy-ass Louisiana game is VR? I'd uh-huh. shit my pants. It's, yep. 
so have you has i know carrie carrie's played in vr so you know (laughs) why because i had to uh for one i've always wanted to try vr uh two love the resident evil game so when i got down here Brian was just like, yeah, um, you have to do this. And of course, I'm like, yeah, this is a great idea. And then I hid in the basement for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I forgot about that. She did. Uh, yeah, See, that's like, I go, no, like, it's scary, man. Like, you go to start to go up the stairs. You start to go up the stairs, and all of a sudden, you see the shadow and hear the footsteps coming around the corner. And he's like, taunting you and you're just like nope, 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 back downstairs and you're like yeah you know what i'm just gonna live here now and i freaking watched our buddy uh delta j ford on his stream on <laughs> twitch play this game and that was scary enough i couldn't imagine like grandma had to die i said i told delta to shoot grandma every time she popped <laughs> out of nowhere like she this bitch needs to go <laughs> <laughs> she I, She's awful. She just does. She just pops up there and just sits in her fucking wheelchair. It just looks at you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you, you need to go. Yep. Just um, push her. Just. And then like, again, it's scarier once you like you you escape the house, quote unquote. Yeah. You go to that goddamn ship, and then everything goes to fuck. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. So I wouldn't I wouldn't know? I never made it out of the basement. <laughs> So let me, let me set the scene for you real just the so the first time I played, you know, this I, I have not played it out of VR. I've only ever played it in VR and I haven't finished it because it's it's just very stressful. Um, so the first time I'm playing this and I'm not going to talk about the prologue portion of it, but like when the game starts proper and you're sitting at the dinner table with the Baker family and they're force feeding you what you assume is, is human mm. meat. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and the phone rings or the doorbell rings or something something rings. Oh, oh yeah, and he cuts off one of his fucking son's hands cuz Mr. Baker's a fucking douche. Yeah. Um but eventually like they get called away and that's when your chance to escape is. So you you fall over, you break the chair and now you've got to find your way out and all you hear is just footsteps around you and you just you look around because it's VR. You ha- you can't just I mean, you you can just spin in place using the controller, but just instinctively you're looking yeah. behind you because you're hearing footsteps behind you. So just thinking about it gives me the willies. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> so Carrie so and I had terrible. very two very different ways of handling this. Hers yeah. was go in the basement and now I live here. <laughs> Mine was video game logic. If I go into the living room and I go to the other side of the couch, their pathing is going to if I stand in a certain place, it's going to make them try to get to me because it's the shortest distance, and then I run around the other way and escape, right? So I'm yeah. ducked behind a couch waiting, and you can see you hear the footsteps getting louder and louder and louder, right? And you see the shadow in the doorway, and you know Mr. Baker's there. And then you hear, I see you, boy! And Yo. or something like that. And I'm like, okay, video game pathing, I've got this. So I go to make my move. He starts going around the couch. Blindly, I go to dash outside the door. This motherfucker looks at me and walks right in front of me in front of the door and hits me in the fucking back of the head as I run past. And now they're chasing you. And you know what, Lamar, in VR, you can't just easily look behind you to see (laughs) 
what's chasing you. You have to hope and fucking pray that you're running fast enough not to get hit in the back of your fucking ass as you're yeah. running. And all you hear are footsteps and yelling and panic. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I got to that back of the couch. He told me this trick and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I got this. So I got to the couch and then I realized that like even when he was in the room, he couldn't see me. And I'm like, no, this is where I live now. <laughs> I'm fine. Like He's got to get tired eventually. Like He's going to go to sleep. He's got to shit eventually. You know, eventually I got a point where I can run. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I would never. First thing, I can't play that game because I, I, I'd shit my pants. <laughs> playing in VR, like. I, I no 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 no. It's no, so no. much scarier. I screamed like a little bitch at E3 because they put <laughs> Alien Isolation on me in VR without me knowing. Oh, that's oh, no. dirty. That game is terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was. It was uh, the Oculus booth. They put it on me. They said, "Have fun." They didn't tell you what game was playing. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, all of a sudden, no. I'm in this world. I'm like, oh no! And I saw like the shadow of the alien going. I was like, oh shit. And then, long story short, all of a sudden, I was definitely out too long. The alien's tail went through my chest, and it looked, <laughs> looked like it went through my fucking chest. <laughs> so I, I leapt up faster than anyone my size should ever be able to, yelled at a scream, took off the headset, said, thank you very much, and walked away <laughs> as fast as possible. That is not a lie. Hell no. I am, <laughs> Very selective when I play a VR. Fuck that. Fuck that the ass. You, you know what you would have loved is the fact that at one point you're running down the hall or you're you're sneaking down the hallway thinking you're being very clever because you have to find the key to get out. Mm-hmm. So you're trapped in this small ass like area until you find the key with people chasing you. Yeah. And before they before they see you as you're trying to run, you're doing that and they come through the fucking wall at you. You think you're safe. You hear the footsteps. You hear them on the other side of the wall. You're like, I'm fine. They come through the fucking wall at you. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. I I refuse. Fired. That entire idea is fired. (laughs) Okay, so let me ask you guys this because we're we're running. We're getting a little long in the tooth here, but I do want to ask this. So we'll go back in order. Carrie, for Mass Effect. Hmm. Say there's another game in the series. Uh, say you're the creative lead at Bioware. Ooh, right? Okay. What do you do? Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, for starters, make sure the people uh, on my team are the same people that worked on the original trilogy. And if they refuse, drop the fucking project because it's probably a sign. Um <laughs> Just say, uh, but honestly, yeah, I would want the same people who worked on the original trilogy on my team, if not them. Um, I want people to prove in that, like, that not only they're fans of the game, but they want to stay true to it and not just make it their own. As much as I like love creative uh, licensing for that kind of stuff that's cool but still make it feel like mass effect as we we're talking with uh, assassin's creed um and i want to focus on it's not just the story and it's not just the gameplay that people love about mass effect make people 
love the characters as much as we love the uh, original characters. And so I'd really want to focus on building that uh, uh, camaraderie between each other, uh, feeling invested in the characters and the story, as well as making the gameplay just as enjoyable as the original. Like maybe expand on it a little, but stop making such drastic changes to it. I don't know. I, I, that's a big responsibility to uh, <laughs> take on and only to have about 30 seconds to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just want it to stay true to the story, stay true to the uh, character relationship that you have with everyone and still make the game fun and enjoyable. The original team had it right. I mean, just hire them. Just don't hire all new people, please. All right. They're going to have to get those creative leads back because I, I forget their names, but uh, they're not there anymore. That, I know. They weren't there for Andromeda either. Yeah. But there, I think there's there's more to that story. There's definitely, yeah, more. And we might have to get into that in maybe another episode, but... Maybe like top 10 fucking inside baseball video game stories, shit that went wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do the I'm bit on Hideo that. Kojima. Behind the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The year was 1967. <laughs> the band was on top until cocaine. Yoko Ono. <laughs> uh, my head goes cocaine. Your head goes Yoko Ono. Same thing. <laughs> I mean. I guess you could snore both of them. Oh. <laughs> Lamar. Um, what would I do for Assassin's Creed? All right. I've had, I've had this. I've actually thought about this a lot. This is what I would do with Assassin's Creed. We are going to end Assassin's Creed. And this is the way we're going to do it. Um, we are going to make the game a homage to all of the games before. We're going to play a present day girl. She has been the animus long enough that she can actually become an assassin. And she has to in- infiltrate Osterga. Okay. She's trying to get one, but to appease the people who like to be someone else, we're going to go to the trenches of Vietnam or World War II. All right, play your ancestors of Vietnam or World War II to find the last piece of Eden and stuff like that. To finally bring down Abstergo, to finally end Juno's terror, to finally end all that stuff. And... All that, the way we get there is Assassin's Creed. Find the MacGuffin, listen to MacGuffin, catch the MacGuffin. But this is what you do at the end. The, the Animus has finally become mobile, and she wears it like a hat or some type of VR system. And the final scene is nothing but you running at all the past Assassins. Ezio, uh, Altair, Connor, uh, Kenway, uh, all of them. You go through each one Honoring each assassin when you finally kill Juno and freeing the humans uh, so that they have their own free will. Or, or you help Juno to protect the Earth. And you finally get that choice that they took away from you in 3. You know Juno because that's the choice they gave you in 3 that they took away from you because they wanted to expand the game. You can either give the humans free will to save themselves from the solar flare that's coming. Or you give the humans up to Juno so that she can control the Earth completely and save the Earth from the solar flare. 
I just picture her swerving that shit like a fucking Chevy on the freeway when there's a <laughs> file cabinet in the middle of the road. <laughs> just like solar flares coming, she's just like. <laughs> but that's that's the that's the ending you need to have, and the only way you can have it true is if you honor everybody that you've come towards. The animus is going haywire. You're going in and out of history as you're running after Juno to the end, and then you kill her with one last assassin's blade. Not a gun, not a bomb, not the MacGuffin, an assassin's blade. Yeah. All right, Ubisoft. Quote that. You you heard what's up? Lamar is for hire, so. Fuck yes. I would ah, play that I, game. I play yeah. shit at games. I'm already hooked. <laughs> Fuck I yeah. do have to add. Uh, I forgot about this. I've talked about this with a couple of friends before. Uh, one thing I would love to see come out with Mass Effect, uh, just to try out is a multiplayer option where it's not player versus player it's actually where you can go with people online or with your, uh, another friend and go through the campaign together with mm. their custom character uh so i you know we've talked about this before again uh and it's just Destiny? something i mean <laughs> yeah Destiny? i mean pretty much <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really played Destiny, so I've only heard Play about Destiny. it. But yeah, yeah, I'm um, missing much. It's yeah, so very I've heard... repetitive. Oh God, is it repetitive? Ugh, I hate repetitive games. It's a it's a great five minute game that you play over and over and over again. Yeah, no thanks. It requires friends. It requires friends, <laughs> which is why I don't play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Senior Penalozo, how are you going to? I, I will say the word expand the Resident Evil series because it's kind of solo ideas. Here's what you do. And here's here's what I want. If if I was in charge, you've you've remade two, uh, you're remaking three. It's probably gonna be great because two was great. Um remake one and zero and package them together as one game. Because zero mm-hmm. takes place right before one. And both those games are in need of a major, not even really a facelift, because they actually don't look terrible for their age. Um, but they are in desperately, uh, desperate need of a control uh, revamping, a la 2 and 3 remake. So remake those with modern day controls and put them together into one game. And I think that's what Capcom does next. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, you're gonna have to, but that that type of update is gonna require like a Final Fantasy VII type of retooling, like completely new assets, completely new graphics and stuff like that. Because Resident Evil One is a foot to look at. In well, modern okay, day. but that's if you're talking about the first one on PS One, but they remade it for GameCube as well. Ah, okay, I will bow. But either way, they did the same. They did that with two, two and three were asked to look at because they were on PS One. Mm. And they redid the whole thing. So it's it's one of the, it's like a, a kind of a confident thing where I'm like, okay, clearly you know what you're doing with this. You understand <coughs> the tone of these games. You know what you're trying to achieve. You've done it already. So just keep doing it because those games were the best games. They had the best story. Um, once you got away from the Umbrella Corporation and into like T-Cell and these subsidiaries that were trying to do or you know the companies that were trying to do what Umbrella did, and then it turns out they were Umbrella all along. Ugh. Just stick with the main line, 
And you know what? Maybe let's pretend just like five and six don't exist. Um, and just keep the story going. Maybe Umbrella isn't eradicated by the end of the Raccoon City incident. You know, maybe maybe they they do go underground, but they're still doing things. And, you know, there's another outbreak somewhere else. And maybe it's a much bigger city. Maybe it's not in the Midwest. Maybe it's San Diego because we don't mm. get enough love. It's always L.A. or New York. <laughs> Whale's vagina? <laughs> never heard that one before. Never. Never heard to live in a whale's vagina. That would be my Resident Evil. Thank you so much for <laughs> hanging out with us today on the Nerdy Point of View podcast. <laughs> I have been one of your hosts, Brian Penaloza. You can find the show on Twitter at NerdyPOV. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to say hi. Email us at nerdypovquestions at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Twitter at Captain Sugar Bear. That's at CPT Sugar Bear. Follow me there to find all the other various uh, things that I'm working on. It's too many to list in name. Um, with that, Carrie, where are you on the internet? What are you working on? Oh, that was a whale of a way to end the episode. Don't. Uh, God, uh, no. Uh, uh, nope. Nope. You missed it. Don't. Lamar, don't. Don't. Yes, she doesn't yes. need it. Encourage me. She doesn't need the encouragement. <laughs> but you can find me and my puns on Twitter at Shrieky, S-H-R-I-E-K-E-E. -E. You can also find my art on DeviantArt under the same name. Uh, you can also find me on in, uh, Instagram under the name careless underscore MPC, and that's careless spelled K-E-R-L-E-S-S. -S. Uh, you can also catch me every Friday doing Threads of Fate uh, at... What's the time now? Uh, 7 p.m. Theater mm -hmm. time? Yes. Uh, and then every other Monday, we do Surrender Your Booty, actually, with Lamar and Brian as the DM. That is what time? Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard yes. Time. Because I'm efficient. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lamar, where are you on the internet? What are you working on? Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm Lamar the Con Guy. You can find me at Lamar the Con Guy. That's L E M A R. The Con Guy on Twitter and Instagram. I have a bunch of posts about my ALA panels I did this past weekend. It's 17 of them. I am dying of exhaustion. Um, I have a bunch of other stuff coming up pretty soon, like going to Emerald City and Level Up Expo, so make sure you stay, stay true to that. I am doing, uh, I'm here, here on Wednesday nights playing uh, Taldore, and then every other Monday with Shrieky and Brian. And uh, surrender thy booty. Um, <laughs> and uh, other than that, always doing some stuff, various podcasts. So make sure you follow me and find out all the cool stuff I'm doing in the whale's vagina. You are not in the whale's vagina. You are in up north. You're, in the, you're in the great white north. Vagina. You're in the, the blowhole. I'm in the whale's butthole. <sighs> Music play us out. <laughs> not again. This is why we're never going to have a sponsor. Oh.